This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and solutions for building happier lives. This week, we'll talk about why it's good to rest your senses. And we'll talk to my old friend, writer Laura Vanderkam, about her new book, Tranquility by Tuesday, which is certainly something that we all want. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, human nature, the five senses. I'm in my little home office here in New York City, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, thanks so much for my fabulous new Fantasy Island hat that you gave me. I've been wearing that as I walk around the city. Oh, good. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And yes, Gretchen, I'd like to be tranquil by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, any day. Yes. By any day, I'd like to be tranquil. Absolutely. Well, we will find out more. Yeah. Before we launch in, we have our upcoming 400th episode, which is just astounding that we're coming up on 400 episodes. And what we would love to do is have a roundup of strategies, solutions, tips, hacks, stories that you've heard on the Happier Podcast that has changed your life in some way, that's been the most fun, that's been the most useful. Whatever has really stood out to you is something that you've really taken with you because we can all learn from each other and it'll just be really fun to hear what's working for people. Yeah, and it can be something small like using an ironing board for counter space (laughs) in a hotel room or something transcendent, anything. Yeah, send it in. And then, Gretchen, in episode 397, we talked about how a rebel used the rebel tendency to take medication. And here is another report from a rebel. This is from Trey. He says, I'm a rebel, and the way I stay on top of my health appointments is that I schedule them on the equinoxes. So dentist is March 21st and September 21st. (laughs) Annual doctor's visits are March 21st. 
This way I have my own quirky way of remembering when I have appointments and I get to be that weirdo who insists his appointments happen within a particular week. Also, these dates avoid most holidays, which cannot be said of the solstices. This is this is a great example of a rebel doing something in their own quirky way, finding a way to gamify it. It's a great way to tap into the rebel tendency for that. Yes. I also must say I love knocking out multiple doctor's appointments in the same day, which this does. Right. As you recently did with your great endoscopy yes. colonoscopy too yes. yes right right and I got my two vaccines in one day which is sort of the yes. same thing oh and also we got a great email from uh, a listener who loves using the one sentence journal of course I love my one sentence journal so I was really happy to hear from how a listener was using it yes this comes from Sonia she says I wanted to give a shout out for your one sentence journal when I began my second year of entries I started reading what happened the year before to my husband before bed he thought it was so great he bought one too I am on year four now and almost every night before bed we read off what happened in the years before to each other it is beneficial in so many ways it reminds us of things that happened that we completely forgot about or have joy in remembering we see the progression of thoughts and growth in ourselves and children. It gives us a bonding activity to do together before bed. And we get to see the difference in how we each recorded the events of the same day. Even when we are saying we went to the same place, we have different areas we focused on in our journals. It's really fun. I think this is so great. I love I love doing it as the look back to remember the past and see growth, you know, the ta-da. And also to do it with someone else as a bonding activity. I think this yes. is wonderful. I so love that. Nice. If you're interested in the One Sentence Journal, I will post a link in the show notes to that. That was really fun to read. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Elizabeth, back to you doing your doctor's appointments, we wanted to point out that we are coming up on October 10th, which if you've looked at the calendar of Catalyst, is a day you can use to celebrate everything that's going right and everything mm. that you are doing right because you are 10 out of 10. It's like, where are you on the <laughs> 1 to 10 scale? You are 10 out of 10. You are scoring nice. a 10. Top marks. So, you know, it's so easy for us to focus on like, what we need to get done, our weaknesses, our limitations, yes. um, the things that go wrong. That's the negativity bias. So October 10th is a good day to remind yourself of everything that is going right. So happy 10 10 day. That. Reminding <laughs> yourself of everything that's going right. We should do that as a try this at home. Yeah. No, well, that's kind of like the to do list too. Just like some yes. people need a to do list, some people need a to do list. Yeah. I think it's very easy to focus on the negative and to forget about everything that's going right or everything that's getting better. So that's wonderful. Yay. So this week, the try this at home tip is to rest your senses. Now, this is hashtag rest 22 and 22. And we've talked about all the different ways that people are resting. It's everything from napping to drinking coffee in nature in your backyard, all kinds of rest. And this is a different kind of rest. This is about resting your senses. Maybe you want to pick one sense that feels overstimulated or you want to think about all your senses. Yeah, Gretchen, I mean, we are surrounded by electronics, by listening to things, watching things. Um, it can get to be like overwhelming. I know for me, I do feel that need to rest my senses. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I realized in working on my five senses book is, you know, I did all my stuff about clearing clutter. I wrote outer order, inner calm. Alyssa, I was hearing you on Happier in Hollywood talking about how there are all these clutter clearing things you wanted to get done that you hadn't gotten done before yes. work kicked into gear again. And I was like, let me come to Los Angeles. I'll do that. I, I love uh, clearing clutter. <laughs> I'm very focused on. I'm very aware of how visual clutter 
can drain me. But I also realized I need to clear clatter. Mm, And so I went on a whole clearing clatter, which is notification sounds. Jamie's alarm clock strangely was going off every noon. He somehow had just hit some setting so that it just kept going off. And I would just turn it off each day if I happened to be around. Or I could just like take 10 seconds to figure out how to turn the alarm off, which I did. But it's like, are there things that are making just nuisance noises that you want to stop? So now I'm just looking around my my apartment in my life, like where are there places where things are making little annoying noises that I can eliminate? And it, it turns out there's more of them than I realized when I decided I wanted to clear clatter. Well, it's funny, Gretch, because sometimes if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I like to drive in silence, like no uh-huh. radio no podcast, nothing, because I I just need the silence. And it definitely helps me kind of decompress. Well, and I think one thing, and I don't know, I don't think this is true for everyone, but I think for some people, they're in the habit of just having the TV on in the background while they go through their life. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe that is something Mm -hmm. you can sometimes bring down your the sensations around you. And that can that can help you to become calmer. I mean, I think another thing is is smells like I love smells. Mm -hmm. I even kind of enjoy bad smells. But it's true that they can be very irritating. And so if there's something that you just don't like the smell of, like, I realize that our garbage bags are scented and it's like a clean, mm. fresh scent, but I really do not like the scent. And I'm like, why do I put up with that? Right. It's like, you don't need to. Uh, yeah, I should fix that because it's just a little nagging annoyance that I could I could bring more rest to my senses if I truly had something that was unscented. I don't want any scent coming from my garbage bag, frankly. I just, I would just like no scent. No jasmine scented. No jasmine, yes. No no fresh breeze, no ocean liner, no tropical cabana, no nothing. I just want to, I just want to, garbagey smelling garbage. It's just fine. Well, you know, I will say the rest of your senses, I think is particularly apt if you are Zooming, if you're working from home and Zooming a lot, because I know if I spend three hours on Zoom, I am completely overloaded. I've talked about that before. It takes me like two hours to transition out of a long day on Zoom. And I do think maybe if I just rested all my senses Mm -hmm. mindfully afterward, I could get over it faster. Well, I can imagine for you, because you've got your beautiful backyard, you could just go lie in the grass or in the shade and just listen to the wind in the trees and the dogs barking and whatever, and just enjoy just having your eyes shut. Just It's a form of rest, but really trying to find that sensory rest as well. Yes. Yes. I definitely need that. So let us know if you do try this at home and how resting your senses works for you. And how do you rest your senses? Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 398 for everything related to this episode. And coming up, we have a happiness hack to make your vacation more enjoyable. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. 
And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for this week's happiness hack. You found this in a novel you were reading. Yes, it's sort of maybe not that timely because we're not in a particularly vacation time of year, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Keep in mind. So I was reading the 1931 novel, The Fortnight in September by R.C. Sheriff. And this book was recently reissued. I read it because the Guardian newspaper had an article where Kazuo Ishiguro, a writer whose work I love, described this novel as life-affirming, delicate, and magical. So I wanted to read it. So in this novel, it's a very simple story. A family of five, every year they go on a two-week beach vacation. They go to the same place every year. And the way they organize their time is every other day they have an organized family activity. And then every other day, the days in between, people can go off and do whatever they want. And the father of the family observes the little squabbles you so often saw happening on the sands in the afternoon were not always due to the heat. More often, they came from people being too much together and getting on each other's nerves. Mm. So obviously, this doesn't work if you have a really little kid. But I thought once people are independent enough, sort of an interesting idea of thinking like, well, we want our time together, but we also need to give time for people to peel off and to achieve that sort of nice balance. I think that's very smart. Wise. And now it's time for an interview. Today we are going to be talking to Laura Vanderkam. Laura Vanderkam is an old friend of mine. She is a writer who helps people spend more time on what matters and less on what doesn't matter. Laura is the author of several time management and productivity books. My favorites personally include 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think, and I Know How She Does It. She's also the host of the Bite Size Daily podcast Before Breakfast, where she shares productivity advice and co-host of Best of Both Worlds, which is about work-life balance, career development, parenting, time management, productivity, and making time for fun. 
She has a new book, Tranquility by Tuesday, Nine Ways to Calm the Chaos and Make Time for What Matters, which shares strategies that have been proven to help busy people feel like life is more sustainable and joyful on normal days. And I want to say that Laura really practices what she preaches. She's very productive professionally, and she also travels a lot. She runs regularly. She sings in a choir. She just moved to a new house that had to be renovated, and she has has five children. Um, wow. This is Olympic level. One of her kids is still really little, like two years old. And so she is a person who has thought about it a lot professionally, and then she also puts it into practice in her own life. Hello, Laura. Hey. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love this podcast, so I'm so thrilled to be a guest here. Oh, we're so Yay. happy to have you. So, Laura, you know, I am your biggest fan. I love your approach. It's so practical, but it's focused on the transcendent things in life. And one of the things I love that you said in your book, and I'll just read it, is when we ask, how can I get more done? We're really saying, how do I accomplish the tasks I need to accomplish and also find time for the things I love? So you're really focused on quality. It's not just like sort of sheer productivity. It's really making time for the things people want to do. So when it comes to that, what is like a big mistake that you see people making in terms of how they think about their approach to time? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because people just do want to be happier, right? I mean, you guys know this. Uh, When we're trying to spend our time well, I mean, obviously we want to get through our to-do lists, but we don't want to feel like life is a total slog. And I think people who (laughs) Mm -hmm. are busy are often in that mindset. They're like, I've got these things to get through and I'm going to get through Tuesday and then it'll be better. You know, I'll get through Wednesday. I'll get through the, the, get to the weekend. And you know, it's hard to live life like that. We can have these amazing lives if anyone was looking at them from objectively from the outside, and yet we don't feel like we're really enjoying them. So I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they don't plan things in their life that they are genuinely looking forward to. Mm. And it doesn't take much to do that, but when you do, you can change your entire experience of life. Now, Laura, you talk about planning one big adventure and one little adventure. What does that mean? Yeah, well, a lot of adult life can feel pretty much the same day to day. We get up, we get where we're going, get anyone else we need to get where they're going, work, you know, collect everyone at the end of the day, do the dinner, you know, watch TV, whatever the routine is you have. And there's nothing wrong with routines because they make good choices automatic. But when too much sameness stacks up, well, that's when our brains stop remembering what yes. we're even doing and whole years can sort of disappear yes. into these memories sinkholes. So we need to do something that creates memories. And so I find that this idea of doing one big adventure and one little adventure each week strikes a nice balance between, you know, we still have our good routines and we're not going to exhaust or bankrupt anyone. But Mm. we do things that are a little bit of novel out of the ordinary. So big adventure is just, you know, three to four hours, half a weekend day. Little adventure can be less than an hour, doable on Mm. your lunch break, doable on a weekday evening, just as long as it's out of the ordinary. So, you know, go through life and think about what could I do that would make a memory? I love that one big adventure, one little adventure. That reminds me, Gretchen, of you celebrating minor holidays. Right, exactly. Do something that makes different days stand out more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you could make snowman-shaped pancakes on yeah. the first snowfall. Right, or heart-shaped yes. pancakes yeah. or something. Just, you know, anything you could do that would make the day a little bit different. So you're yeah. not like, oh, yeah, another Wednesday, come and gone. It's like, no, right. no, that's 
the Wednesday when we had snowman pancakes. Yes, yes. And I love this phrase, effortful before effortless. Explain that. Yes, this is rule number nine of the nine rules. Effortful before effortless is to do whenever you've got a spot of leisure that opens up. Do something that requires a little bit more active engagement before Mm. you switch over to the passive leisure of screen times, whether that's Mm. social media, you know, watching television, whatever else it is you like to do. And the reason to flip this order is, you know, there's nothing wrong with television. There's nothing wrong with social media. I love both of them. But... Many times they come to occupy the bulk of our leisure time precisely because they are so effortless. And many people say they'd love to spend more time on hobbies or reading or, you know, connecting with friends. But we don't because the other forms of leisure just always take the bulk of our time. So if you flip the order, you know, read for three minutes before you start scrolling on social media. Um, Do a puzzle for 10 minutes before you see what's on Netflix. One of two things will happen. I mean, either you'll get so into the effortful fun that you'll just keep going. I mean, you like the mystery novel, so you never wind up over on Facebook, and that's probably fine. Yeah. Um, Or otherwise, you know, you still get to do both, right? You still get to be the kind of person who does a puzzle and watches Netflix, as opposed to only getting to Netflix, which is what will generally happen if you start with the effortless fun first. Well, one of the things I love about your work is you definitely have a little bit of a tough love. And I think this is your upholder self coming out. We're going to talk about your upholderness in a little bit. But I mean, I think one of the things that's a big refrain is that people have more time than they think. Your first book was called, was subtitled, (laughs) You Have More Time Than You Think. And that they feel like, oh, I have no time to read a mystery novel because they sort of don't realize they're spending four hours on social media a week. The most of the book is 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 not the tough love part, but I love this. It says many of the things that come up and that people hold out as legitimate excuses are entirely foreseeable. Mm. And I this elicit this reminds me of when you quoted to me a line I had never heard, which is your lack of planning is not my emergency. Mm. Meaning a lot of times people feel like, well, how could I have time to read a book when I have this and that happening? And you're like, but this and that happen. Often. You kind of have to take that into account. Yeah. I mean, I generally try not to be too much tough love. I know people are like, you're not, you're not. And I don't want to mischaracterize the book. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to mischaracterize it. But it is true that I think if we are level-headed about it, we can see that many of the times the things that seem to be unexpected are not entirely unexpected. There was that the great phrase from the late Donald Rumsfeld that there are known unknowns, yeah. right? It is not yeah. a surprise that it right. takes longer to get to the airport when it is raining. Yes. It is not a surprise <laughs> right. that right. there might be traffic between 8 and 10 a.m., you know? Right. It's like, who would have thought, right, yeah. like that that would happen? Or, you know, kids get sick and you have right. to deal with that. Or a vendor doesn't show up for an event. I mean, there's just a million things that can go wrong in life. And, you know, sometimes I wish I lived in other people's worlds where everything went perfectly and, like, you yes. never had to think about that you know, happening. Yeah. But I I sort of naturally assume things will go wrong. Right. And I find that when you do assume that, then you can build your life in such a way that you can take that into account. And ideally, you can still keep moving forward on your goals, even when life doesn't go as planned. So, you know, I'm always telling people, make backup plans. You know, build in space for things to go wrong. Uh, You know, if option A doesn't happen, what is option B? And and when you do know those things, then you can feel a lot more calm about life in general. Because, you know, things won't go perfectly, but 
oh, well, they never do. We can still make lives that we want. Right, right, right. Well, and Laura, you did a study with 150 participants to see what happened when they implemented your nine rules. So what happened? What was their biggest challenge? Yeah, so I write self-help for busy people, and I always want to make sure that it actually works. Um, So I had 150 people try out these nine rules over the course of nine weeks. And each week, they would learn a rule. I would ask them questions about how they plan to implement it in their lives. They would do it. I would follow up a week later, ask questions about how it went. I could measure them on various dimensions over the course of the nine weeks to see how satisfied they were with their time. I'm happy to report that over nine weeks, their time satisfied satisfaction scores rose by 16%. um, And that, you know, turned out to be statistically significant results. So, you know, feel 16% happier about your time over the course (laughs) of nine weeks. That's That's good good. to know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anything was easy. I mean, I kept asking people about what challenges they were facing as they implemented the rules. And definitely people always had things come up. Life never does go entirely as planned. Yeah. Um, you know, but in general, people were able to at least try things out. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I, I know some of your listeners, maybe the more rebel site sorts are, are hearing this thing, rules. I don't want to follow any rules. Right. <laughs> and I was right. like, well, let's, let's just call them suggestions. Time mm suggestions, you know, and sometimes things didn't go perfectly. People planned to go on an adventure and then, you know, they had to work late. But when they at least approached their time more mindfully, trying to put in these new habits, often they were able to do at least a little something. And I find that almost always in life, something is better than nothing. Mm. Well, so... I mean, Laura, you've got it all going on. I mean, you're super busy. You're super productive. You have five children. You run You run regularly. You sing in a choir. You really practice what you preach. I want to know what's your biggest personal challenge, which if you're, you've got these nine rules, which is the nine rule that either is the most important for you and tips the scale the most or that you have the hardest time doing yourself? Well, I mean, I every single one of them is a work in progress. Right. Some, some are a bit more habits than others. I, I will feel totally adrift if I don't plan my weeks on Fridays. That's just mm-hmm. something I've been doing for ages. Um, right. And so I, I try to stick with that. Um, you know, I have that little gremlin in my head every night that tells me it doesn't want to go to bed. Right. Um, mm. One of my rules is to give yourself a bedtime. And every night I'm like, but I could stay up later. Right. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I'm yeah. a grown-up. Yeah. I don't have to go to bed. Right. I mean, no, no, no. Future Laura is going to be much happier with you if if you do. I think, honestly, the effortful before effortless rule that we talked about is the hardest for me. Mm. And I know that I should be reading more or, you know, doing other things in these tiny bits of time, but it's always a challenge. I find myself, like everyone else, sucked into photos on Instagram or various Twitter arguments. And I'm like, I don't know either of you people. And yet somehow (laughs) I feel the drama and feel like I need to see this through to its end. (laughs) Well, I love on your website how you monitor how you're doing, because I think it shows people, even if you're not perfect, it's still worth doing. It still makes a difference. And that's what I'm saying every week as I'm checking in on this thing. I was like, how did I do? I'm giving myself a bedtime. Well, okay. 
only three nights this week was I actually asleep at 11 p.m., but, you know, I tried. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe next week will be better. Right. Progress, not perfection. Now, Laura, we mentioned this before. You're you're such an upholder. I knew you were an upholder before I'd even come up with the four tendencies. <laughs> so have you found that helpful at all as you think about communicating with other people, knowing that you're an upholder and others are not? I do. And I, I find this framework incredibly helpful for thinking about it in general. And one of the reasons I... Sometimes we'll call the rules just suggestions. Is right, that I yeah. know from from your work that there are a number of people, be they rebels or questioners, who are yeah. like, "Why are you telling me rules?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but no, no, I know they work. I tried them yeah. out. 150 yeah. people. Hopefully, that'll help the questioners. I have my data. Yeah, I have my data. So the the questioners can look at that. Yeah. Um, and I also then suggest that some people might try working through these rules, building them as habits with a friend or with right. an accountability partner or right. with a small group. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that did, in fact, help many of the people who were in the project, the 150 people, is that I was checking in with them at the end of every week, right? So, you know, they'd get multiple emails from Laura every week saying, okay, how did it go? Tell me how it went. You know, fill out this form. Tell me. Right. And and I'll let Laura down if I don't follow this rule because then I won't be helping her with her writing her book. Yeah. And and so people did, in fact, find that helpful. And sometimes people would admit, like, well, I forgot until you emailed me again. But, you know, they couldn't get too far (laughs) drift from from the original project. But yeah, I always do keep in mind that uh, someone who is an upholder, I'm not saying anything in life is easy, but we do find sort of guidelines that we have chosen to follow easier to stick with, that we don't necessarily, you know, argue with ourselves constantly over whether we want to do something that we have we have then decided to do. Yeah. Um, and so I always want to make sure that, you know, if I am suggesting something that it wants, it will work for a variety of people. I mean, I may be one of those crazy goal setters who, you know, will set a year-long goal and then we'll actually still be doing it on December 31st. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other people, you might want to check in more frequently. And, you know, other people might want to have somebody else that they are responsible to. And some people may need to argue with themselves multiple times for it to happen. But, right. you know, we're all different, but we can all find strategies that work. Yeah. Okay, Laura. Well, we love to ask all of our guests for a try this at home tip, something small to make life easier, better, more productive. What is your try this at home tip? Yeah. So if you do work at home, so I guess we are literally trying this at home and you have a lot of, you know, video calls or audio calls, whatever, stacked up during the day, there's often some little chunk of time before each call starts. I mean, sometimes we have them stacked back to back, but maybe sometimes you have a few minutes before. And it's hard to start anything else during these little chunks of time. You're like, well, oh, I've only got 10 minutes and I can't do anything. I'm not going to call anyone else because then I'll be late to this. If I start deep work, I'm going to be, you know, distracted in the middle. This can actually be a great time for some of that effortful fun um, that, you know, we all want to do more of. So obviously you can read in these chunks of time if you want to stretch or do yoga poses or something like that. But one thing I've been doing is that um, our piano because I I used to play the piano a long time when I was a kid and we finally have a piano again in, in this house. I will go play the piano for those seven-minute chunks of time 
before I have a call. And I make sure to set an alarm on my phone so that I don't, you know, get (laughs) deeply involved in a piece and then, you know, completely forget that I was supposed to be on a call Mm. with someone. But, you know, you can get through a short piece in seven minutes and then, you know, you play it again a second time during the day and work through whatever didn't work the first time and maybe even get a third time through if you've got a lot of calls in that particular day. And then, wow, that's, you know, 20 extra minutes to practice the piano that fit in um, in a work day. Like, you don't even have to find time outside of it. Well, I that reminds me, I always think, you know, we often overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time, like an afternoon, but then we underestimate what we can get done if we do a little bit consistently over a long period. And someone who says, I don't have time to practice, well, maybe you don't have time to set aside an hour, but you could easily consistently get play piano in these little bits of time and, and make progress that way. That's so that's a great idea for a lot of different kinds that. of things. Any yeah. other hobby too. Any I other mean, hobby. You know, do a couple yeah. pieces in a puzzle before yeah. your phone call starts or yeah. I don't know, woodworking. Probably right, need right, your equipment right. for that. That might be a little harder to get <laughs> right. in and out of. It right. has to be a hobby you can get in and out of quickly. But that's but, a but, yeah, lot of you, things. You can use those bits of time. Great well, wonderful. Idea. Laura, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And we plan to be tranquil by Tuesday, tranquility by Tuesday. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Coming up, Gretchen has a gold star for one of my favorite places in the world. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, Elizabeth, time for demerits and gold stars. And this is an even-numbered episode, which means it's your time to give a demerit. Yes. So, Gretchen, this, I am quite sure, is a repeat demerit. And I think it's one that many of our listeners probably share or have, have done before. 
which is that I did not buy my Thanksgiving plane tickets oh, early yeah. enough. Oh, I've we known all I was it. going to Kansas City for Thanksgiving for years because I yeah. <laughs> go every other year and certainly months. And I held off buying them, which cut down both on availability and made them more expensive. Yeah. I finally just bought them. Um, so I do have them, but I've just been kicking myself that I didn't buy them in June. Okay, let me ask you this. I mean, we've all done it. I totally get it. You're making me realize I now need to buy my Christmas tickets, which, like you say, once I knew Eleanor's school schedule, I knew that date. So why am I waiting but do you think that part of it is that during COVID, there were so many plans that mm. everyone made, but also you personally, I'm just saying you personally yes. made that had to be canceled. Do you think that you maybe felt a little superstitious? Yeah, or just sort of like, oh, well, let's see if this is going to come come out. I mean, it, it, it could maybe be, it's although I'll say I've done this before pre-pandemic. Yeah. So who's to say? But yeah, I do think that's for probably there in the back of my mind. Right. right. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah. nonetheless, I wish I had bought them in June. No, it's your future self. I mean, this is a good thing for holiday planning. Like, go ahead and get those tickets. Especially if you have the when information. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. it's a it's a frequent common demerit. Yeah. But what about you, Gretchen? What is your gold star? Okay, well, I got to give a gold star to Winsteads again. I'm sure this is a repeat gold star, but it's just this, it is this North Star in our lives. I mean, we went to Kansas City. I had probably been on the ground in Kansas City for like three hours, 90 minutes. I don't even know before we were like, hey, is it time to get takeout? Yes. Love it. It always smells the same. It always looks the same. I mean, I was thinking they did add this extra dining room. To me, it's still like the new room. It's probably 25 years old now. I know. There's just something about the fonts in the menus, the food. They don't tart it up with all kinds of like newfangled things. It's the same menu that it's always been. It's just this ever constant part of our lives. It's part of our identity as sort of Kansas Cityans. Yes. And I think, you know, so much in my life has changed. I take very, very great pleasure in the fact that Winstead's is always the same. Yes, it is the best. So the resources for this week, if you would like to read an excerpt of my book, Happier at Home, for many of us, a transition into the season of fall means spending more time at home inside, you know, under our own roof. And in my book, Happier at Home, I share what I learned during a school year you know, September is the other January. So in the Happiness Project, I went from January to December. And in Happier at Home, I went from September through May, really focusing on the factors that matter for home, such as possession, time, parenthood, body, neighborhood. If you'd like to read a sample of that, you can go to happiercast.com slash happier at home sample and read a sample chapter if you want to sample it before maybe reading the whole thing. And also, an easy way to make every day happier is to subscribe to my Moment of Happiness newsletter, where five days a week I share a quotation related to happiness or good habits. And it's also designed so it's easy to screenshot and share. In fact, I just got an email today about that from someone. If you want to sign up, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash quotations. And if you go there, you can it will show you some of my, uh, some of my favorite quotations there. And Alyssa, speaking of quotations that I love, when I read, I gather all these quotations. Mm -hmm. So what are we reading? What are you reading? I am reading My First Popsicle, an anthology of food and feelings by Zoja Mamet. Ooh, that sounds like something I need to read for the Five Senses book. 
And I am reading, I'm about to start, The Bend for Home by Dermot Healy. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Rest your senses. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to Laura Vanderkam. Read her new book, Tranquility by Tuesday, and listen to her podcast, Best of Both Worlds and Before Breakfast. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like Blush Show, <laughs> you know what to do. Please be sure to tell a friend. Maybe text or email an episode to a friend if there's some discussion that you think will be particularly interesting to them, because that is how most people discover our show, through word of mouth. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Gretchen, we're wearing like not matching shirts, but almost matching shirts. Well, yeah. And I was thinking about what you talked about in Happier in Hollywood when the costume designer said, oh, wear a collared shirt. Like, yes. that looks good on Zoom. So today I was like, oh, I'll wear a collared shirt. Same looks like you had the same year. <laughs> we had the same exact thought when we were in our closet this morning. Oh, it's sisterly mind meld. Yes. From the Onward Project.